back to the full of joy podcast today i am your host francesca and i am here to kick off 2022 with an amazing podcast episode the first episode of the year and we have a very special interview for you guys today so i got to interview reese the founder of yes supply yes supply is the certification program that i took to get certified in being a mindset coach the program reese all the information the whole yes supply team absolutely changed my life. The program Yes Supply literally helped me become a certified mindset coach, which is, I think, my calling. I feel so fulfilled. I feel so full of joy, so full of life, love. Like I have gained so much through the Yes Supply certification program. It literally changed my life. And because of the program, now I'm certified and I have the tools, the techniques, the confidence, the empowerment, everything to help change other people's lives. So Reese is a life changer (laughs) and she's going to share so much. You guys are going to love this episode. I'm so beyond thankful that I got to have her on and we have a pretty long conversation. We talked for about an hour and we go into all of it. We went into how to manifest, what that means, her five-step process for manifesting And let me tell you, I mean, she's manifested incredible things, absolutely out of this world, incredible things. And she literally shares how she does it. Um, We talk about how to handle resistance, how to embody this dream person that we want to be. We talk about goals. We talk about mindset, abundance, self-development. We talk about business, running a business online, launching a coaching business or any type of business and being seen online, how to delegate, handling having a team. We talk about so we even talk about marriage and relationships. We talk about so much. So if this is your cup of tea, you're gonna want to sit down and grab a pen and paper because she shares so much, and I don't want you to miss a thing. You can always come back to this episode and re-listen to it. I know that I will. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to preface this this interview with just the utmost respect. I have the utmost respect and yeah, just love for Reese and so thankful that she is really standing in her own intuition and her own power and and sharing so much with the world. The reason that I am able to be able to do what I love now and the reason that I feel like I found my calling now because of her programs. It's just amazing. The power that we all have, the power that we all hold. Um, So without any further ado, let's jump into today's episode with Reese Evans, the founder of Yes Supply. I can't wait. Let's go. Thanks so much for having me, Francesca. Um, really grateful to be here. And um, thanks for sharing your gratitude for the program. And I want to say thank you for being in the program too, because it was so great to have you. You were in one of the cohorts that I was like really, really involved in. Um, and it was just so awesome to see you grow. And I feel like you showed up to every single call and every single client, you know, session, like practice session like full energy. And so you transform lives, not just even after you graduated, but even before. So thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to be on your podcast. So to share a little bit about me, my name is Reese. I'm the founder of a company called Yes Supply, and we have an incredible um, life and mindset coaching certification where we go really deep, not just on the surface level of mindset coaching, which is just like asking powerful questions and hoping that the client gets an answer, um, but we really work on the subconscious level because what I've realized in my own life and what our students are realizing too is that if you want to create a permanent and lasting change it has to happen on your subconscious because that's the program and the paradigms that are just going to run your entire life on autopilot and when you're able to do that 
then you're able to create more success, whether it's you want to make more money or better relationships or just be happier or reach a fitness goal, whatever. It feels like you get there on autopilot rather than forcing yourself to get out of bed or forcing yourself to do the sales call or whatever it is. So I'm really passionate about what I do, and I believe that every human deserves to have this kind of information. So just show up and try to tell as many people about it as possible. Um, And so a little bit about my story and how I came to fall in love with all this work is um, I grew up in a single parent household. I always felt very different from everyone around me like often thinking like life's not fair like how come my friends and my cousins get to have like the perfect family with both their parents there and with me it's like just my like i love my mom obviously but you know i just always felt like kind of not good enough because i didn't have like the picture perfect tv family um and then when i was about 10 years old my mom got into a really abusive relationship and so for six years of my life my home life was just constant yelling fighting violence screaming like the last place you want to be essentially um and at the end of that my mom ended up actually getting breast cancer and you know we've talked about it so much since then we have a really deep belief that like if all you're hearing is negativity and all that's being told to you is negativity and you're surrounded by that and you don't express it in a healthy way you suppress it and so you know Um, She thinks, too, that some of her illness might have come from being in that type of environment, you know, the mind-body connection. And for her, that was kind of like her aha moment. She's like, I need to be there for my kids. I need to get the F out of this situation. So she finally left. Um, We, like, didn't really have anywhere to go. We moved in with my grandma. So I'm super appreciated for my grandma. Um, And so, yeah, after that, it was just, like, trying to re-find myself again and get my confidence back because after that I didn't have any confidence I had a lot of self-loathing I didn't feel like I would ever um, accomplish anything and my life reflected that like string of like um, restaurant jobs that were going nowhere and retail jobs that I hated and everything like that until I realized you know there were so many people around me who would say things like I really want to be an entrepreneur but I can never do that I really want to be an artist but I can never do that and I realized so many of us tell ourselves no, what would happen if we started to actually say yes to ourselves? And that kind of just put this idea in my head of creating a platform like Guest Supply. I, at the time, didn't see any coaches or empowerment brands. Like I didn't even know that that existed, but I just kind of created what I wished existed and failed a lot along the way, figured things out along the way, you know, just started off with a couple digital products and then discovered coaching and then started the coaching certification once I was helping people get great results and everyone was like, how are you coaching and what are you doing? And that kind of brings me to today where Yes Supply has helped people and I should find out how many countries we're in, but we're in a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of countries, but you know, all over the world, um, the business has earned millions and millions of dollars. We have an incredible team. We get messages almost every day from someone saying, this changed my life or you know, this helped me change someone else's life or thank you for creating this program or whatever it is. And it feels really good to be putting that out into the world. Um, So yeah, that's like kind of my entire 32 years in five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, So much there. It's really interesting that um, how you explained like your life reflected that inner world that you were in. 
Um, so you had to learn to say yes to yourself. So can you kind of step back, uh, back into like, yeah, how you learned about self-development? Like, did you like find a book or like, how did that come into your life? And then how did that lead into coaching? Hmm, that's such a good question. So it's funny, my mom had a lot of chicken soup from the soul books when I was growing up. So I think that that was somewhere in my subconscious of positivity. Um, but in terms of how did I even get started in personal development? Oh, so, so what I realized, so I was working in retail and everything around me pretty much sucked. <laughs> like I was crying on my way to work, crying in the shower, getting ready. Like it was horrible. And I actually had this um, like epiphany moment where I was like, all that's surrounding me, it feels like is negativity. And all I say to myself is negativity. Like I noticed this pattern without even, you know, reading any books or anything on it. I noticed this pattern where I was like, I hate my clothes. And like at the time I had like um, problems with my skin, like acne and stuff. So I hate my skin. I hate how I look. I hate this. And I was like, what if I just didn't say how much I hated everything? Like, I wonder if anything would change. Um, and so I started to just try to say, things like, well, at least I have clothes to wear, right? Or at least like, I have acne all over my cheeks, but at least like this little patch on my forehead is clear. Or <laughs> like, I, I just started to look for little positive things. Um, and then another big thing that I started to do is back then I would wake up and the first thing I would do is look at my phone and look at everyone else achieving their goals. So seeing them get their dream house and car and travel or whatever i was like what if i instead of looking at what everyone else was doing just kind of focused on myself for a bit so i think my first steps to um implementing personal development was actually just like self-awareness mm -hmm. and kind of putting my blinders on and just focusing on myself and just saying like maybe i could create that too um and that kind of started like a domino effect of thinking bigger so when i came up with the idea for yes supply again i thought it was like a crazy idea like um i came up with the idea i think in 2015 so you know the internet was very different i didn't see anything like this yeah. um and so it sounded really really out there so i just kind of started to imagine like well, what would have to happen for it to be real and like i know i would like to look at a platform like this so maybe there's other people out there so i just started kind of like betting on myself and then i guess i would do random google searches and i remember one of the big things i discovered was um i believe her name is carol dweck where she talks about the difference between growth mindset and fixed mindset and i was like oh i'm very much in a fixed mindset and there's this thing called growth mindset and i can think differently and i have neuroplasticity and what's all this so and and that started to make me think that change wasn't just like woo woo or yeah. you know you have to be handed on a silver platter but like i can change you know like she said my brain can change and that's pretty that's a lot more believable than you know, sometimes a chicken soup for the soul <laughs> stories right. or whatever right um so that was a big thing and then i also remember thinking to myself okay, the type of person who has a platform like Yes Supply that inspires people all over the world, they have to be good at communicating. And at the time I was afraid to have a conversation with like one or more than two or three people. Um, so I was like, maybe I need to get better at like speaking and talking and storytelling. Cause I had this just feeling inside of me, like how great would it be if I could just like tell a story and like captivate a room, right? Um, and so I remember Googling like great speakers and Bob Proctor actually popped up. And I was actually looking at his video just to see how kind of like confident he was on stage. And then I started to actually pay attention to what he's saying. And I was like, subconscious mind, like, oh, energy, like what? Like, 
it, and so it kind of brought me in. And it's funny because I had watched The Secret probably 10 years earlier, but and I had manifested a few things and kind of forgot about it. So that kind of brought me back like, oh, yeah, it's that guy from The Secret. And so that kind of got me into it. Um, and then I just started getting outside of my comfort zone. So I signed up for this thing called Toastmasters, which is like public speaking training, um, like really affordable public speaking training. And I remember literally shaking like at the front of the room, like thinking I was going to throw up, thinking I was going to pee myself, you know, trying to give a speech. Like it was so scary for me. And I forced myself outside of my comfort zone. It was just those little tiny steps that, you know, started to create that domino effect. And it was like, every time I think what I would do is I would ask myself like, well, what I asked for if I knew the answer was going to be yes. And then I'd ask myself, okay, now what do I need to do to get there? So do I need to buy a course? Do I need to do a Google search? Do I need to watch this video on YouTube? And I would just kind of figure things out along the way. And then over the years, I've just amassed a lot of different knowledge on a lot of different modalities um, to get me to where I am today. Yeah. So I was going to ask, you kind of already answered it, but like when you felt that resistance um, of like even being nervous to do Toastmasters, like, yeah, what would you do before you had the tools that you teach now? Uh, but it sounds like you kind of just did the work. Like you just did it, looked it up, figured it I, out. Yeah. I forced myself. And it's so funny because when people ask me, Reese, how did you do it? I say, I can show you how, I can tell you how I did it where I could tell you how I would do it if I was going to do it again, because how I did it was probably the most painful way to change because I forced myself in front of a room, literally right. shaking, literally having a panic attack, thinking about leading a speech or doing a live. Like I used to do a live stream and sometimes I would delete them after because either they were so horrible or I would say, you know, I talk for 30 seconds and run out of things to say. Now I'm the opposite. I'm like, I'm going to do a five minute live stream. And then somehow 90 minutes later, I'm still talking. Right. It's so funny how things change. Um, so back then I just forced myself because, um, you know, we learn in the yes supply method, how when we have a goal and we tie it to our purpose, that has a trickle down effect on our identity. So because I believed that, you know, saying yes to yourself could actually change your life so much and that purpose fueled me so much it made me do things that were outside of my old identity does that make sense mm -hmm. like it made me just step into this person because I'm like it's not about me anymore it's not about me if I look silly or if someone laughs at me it's about something bigger than me and if I can leave this planet in hopefully you know 150 years hopefully I have a long 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 life but when I leave this planet I'd love to look back and say you know at least I tried to do something that really helped people so my purpose was bigger than my identity that's what made me shift now, in hindsight, if someone said, how would you do it? I would literally hire a coach or a hypnotherapist and get them to hypnotize me to believe that it's easy to do live streams and easy to do public speaking and probably do some EFT tapping beforehand. And then I wouldn't feel all the nerves in my body doing it. And I would just be able to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, one of the things that we learned in Yes Supply Method and using the Yes Supply Method is a lot of trauma sensitive work, too. And that's so important because the mind can obviously help us change our mindset and set big goals and get there on autopilot and when we have our body in alignment too it makes it so much easier because most of us are living in a continuous state of fight or flight like we're always in fighting or freezing or wanting to run away or panicking you know um i remember for years sometimes it still obviously pops up but like just feeling like anxiety in my chest was just normal. Like it's normal for me to have that heavy feeling. And so when we're in that constant state of panic, 
our bodies often don't know if we're panicked because we're about to do a live stream or if we're panicked because there's a lion chasing us, right? And so that can make us shut down our prefrontal cortex and a lot of areas in our brain that allows us to rationalize and think clearly and be creative and connect to our ideas and our thoughts. And so of course, if you're about to do a live stream or step on stage and then you shut down and go into fight or flight, you're not going to perform as right. well as you'd want to for, you know, whatever it is. And then that's going to create a cycle of like, well, last time I did it, it was really shitty. So of course I'm not going to try it again. But when you're calm, sometimes you can show up. And even if you're not prepared, you just get into that state of flow and you're like, oh, I did better than I even thought I would. And so having that safety in our body too, mm -hmm. understanding how the nervous system works and being able to gain awareness of like when things are kind of bubbling up so we can address them that's also going to have a huge impact on our level of success and how easy it feels like it's coming to us. Mm, so beautifully said. Yeah. That Thanks. awareness is um, such a new, new like tool that I learned through yes to play, like having the intuition that I have now I've never had before. Well, I wasn't so able to like good. tap into it before. Yeah. Sometimes we don't trust it. Like it's there. Right. It's like, Oh, you can, you can make a million dollars. And then your logic is like, no, you're not a celebrity. Right. And it's like, we just have to trust it. Those little nudges of like, do this thing, take this path, call this person, start this podcast, whatever that nudges, because it it's coming through us for a reason. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you about um, self-trust, because I feel like, again, that's something that I'm new to, but I've had such great transformation because of the tools I've learned with you um, and like doing my own inner work to have self-trust. But with creating a business and with just all the growth that you've done, like you really have to have, that's a lot of self-trust in there. Yeah. So now obviously you practice it but like when you were starting to have that self-trust how did that look <laughs> that was hard and actually going back to bob proctor again and you know rest in peace because he literally passed a couple of weeks ago um there was something he said that actually i would remind myself um and he said the only prerequisite is do you want it mm -hmm. and so for me too that really lines up with yes apply like are you just saying yes to yourself so Essentially, it's like, if you want it, that's a sign that that's what you're supposed to have. And so you can see that as like your internal GPS system, right? So, um, you know, if you want to go to the coffee shop around the corner, you might look at your GPS and it says, okay, turn left and then turn right and then turn left. And so it's like, it's guiding you to exactly where you need to be. But then your logic or your past might say, oh, but that's really far to drive. Or like, I think there was an accident there. What if I get in an accident too? Or like, what if I go to the coffee shop and I don't have makeup on and then I run into my ex? So do you see, it's like the, your want is your GPS. It's telling you exactly what to do, where to go. It feels good when that nudge comes through you. But then sometimes we're like, oh, what if I don't make the money back? That's like the biggest one, right? If we're investing in a course or something. Or like, I remember buying my domain for Yes Supply and being like, Oh my God, it's $70 a year. <laughs> Don't make the money back, right? Now it's earned millions of dollars. Can you imagine if I was like, maybe I should just save the $70, right? Yeah. So, so it's tough sometimes to trust that at first because all these other thoughts are going to come in. Um, but what I found from my experience when I think about intuition is the intuition kind of drops in really quickly and it most of the time feels lighter. It feels like a pulse of energy. It feels good. Like, oh, that would be cool or that would be fun. Um, and then the logic often comes in after where it's like, oh, what if you do that? And so sometimes I just ignore the logic. Like I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but I'm just going to try it. 
And there's no right or wrong answer. There's just either I do it and I get to where I want to go quickly or I do it and I learn something. So you were just mentioning knowing what you want, trusting that. Um, But then I want to talk about jumping into the manifestation of it. Um, So we learned about your, or I learned about your five-step manifestation like process. Can you share a little bit of that and maybe even some things that you have manifested? Yeah, for sure. So um, my five-step manifestation process, it really just came with like trial and error. And then looking back at every time I manifested, I asked myself, like, what are the common denominators? Like, what are the things that I do every single time that I get amazing results? And sometimes I'll manifest something and I'll just think about it and like, boom, it appears. Um, But what I find majority of the time, at least for me, maybe my style of manifestation or my human design or something like that, is that, you know, I have the big belief that we live in a participatory universe. And so the universe is going to do a lot for us. It's going to bring a lot to us. But we also have to meet the universe halfway. So it's a like a relationship. So I tell my clients in the marketing part of our program, like the universe can't write your sales page for you, right? So when people say like, how do I get clients? How do I make money? Like, I don't go out and get the clients. Like you can vouch for this. I didn't knock on your door and say like, hey, Francesca, like come <laughs> join my program and here, t- give me your credit card. Da, da, da. I didn't like show up at your door. I did my part. So I, you know, wrote the sales page. I created a program that I believed in. I showed up and talked about why I think it's so great and said, here, and I'm inviting you to join me. And then like the universe did its part by connecting us somehow. Maybe you were asking, I think we kind of talked about this in a live stream we did, like you were kind of asking like, what's my next step? And you're helping so many people already on YouTube and how do I help them deeper? So it's like the universe connects to people who when they come together, it's for the highest good. And that happens with relationships too, like love. That also happens with jobs. So when people say, how do you find your dream team? The first thing I do is I manifest them. I create a picture in my mind of like, who would be the amazing salesperson on my team? Or who would be the amazing trainer on my team? And I come up with kind of a list in my head of like, okay, well, they're really good with people. And, you know, they love coaching, but they don't want to deal with some of the annoying stuff of being a business owner, like taxes or whatever, right? And and there's so many people out there like that, right? And so when they come to our team, it's a win-win because they can just coach and help people and they don't have to deal with taxes or payroll or whatever, right? right? And I'm happy to do that. Like now, you know, I've outsourced it and stuff, but I'm also happy to do that because how my brain works is I kind of like to flip back and forth between the business stuff and then the mindset stuff, but I know not everyone's not like that. And so, yeah, it's just kind of finding a win-win what's for the highest good of all. So um, to answer your question, so you're asking about the five-step manifestation process. So asking and you know being in alignment with if it's in the higher good of all is a huge part of it because I think the universe swoops in to support you when you're in alignment with supporting the greater good right like nature the universe is always for greater good and expansion and growth um so my first step in the manifestation method is your envisioned success so that's creating the vision for and it has y-e-s acronym so it's creating the vision of what it is that you want for your life because if you were to walk into a restaurant and you were like i think i kind of want pasta but i don't like peas but maybe I want something hot, you know, you're not going to get what you want. But when you go and you say, okay, I want like exactly what you want, you speak in the right language, the waiter can bring it for you, right? So getting clear on what it is that you want, I love to tie it into your purpose and the higher good. 
And then after that is um, thinking about who you are, right? So your identity. Um, so you ask, who is the version of me who easily and effortlessly achieves that goal, right? So when I thought about Yes Supply, the version of me who I used to be, who could only talk to two people at a time without getting nervous, that person was not going to be able to lead a company like Yes Supply and lead a team and everything like that. I knew that I had to be someone who I could walk into any room and talk to anyone and be a storyteller and hold a vision and share a vision with the team too, to bring them in alignment. And so I got clear by asking myself questions on my identity, like what are the characteristics of this person? What is my personality traits? How do I feel? How do people feel around me? Um, you know, how do I show up? What energy I'm in? All those different things. And then I use the subconscious tools that we teach in the S-Supply method to reprogram myself to be like that. So, you know, using EFT or hypnosis or whatever it is to help myself believe I can be a great storyteller or I can be a great communicator or I can, you know, have endless amounts of great ideas for content or whatever, you know, is necessary. The next step is your essential skills. So again, sometimes we just think of something and boom, it pops into our life. And that's great. That means we're already kind of in energetic alignment or we've already kind of filled up our old container. So we're ready to step into that new container. But sometimes getting that next level thing that we want also requires us to take some next level steps. So the next step is your essential skills. So I think about, okay, the version of me who has that, what am I doing, right? So the version of me who's a successful coach, I'm creating content. I'm uh, taking courses or certifications. I'm reading books. I'm not just reading the books, but I'm also integrating it into my life. So I'm not just reading, not just watching YouTube video on how to journal. I'm actually waking up and journaling and integrating it into my life. If I wanted to be a chef, then my essential skills would be I'm going to a cooking class or I'm reading cookbooks or I'm trying out new recipes and seeing what textures and foods and whatever go together and what doesn't go together. So I'm like being that person, not just in identity characteristics, but in my daily habits and actions and rituals. So I think that's really important. The next step is letting go of the old. So sometimes we stay stuck in our old paradigms or identities because we're just so used to that. Like if you grew up and people always said, oh, you're the shy one, or you're the funny one, or you're the this one. Sometimes we keep ourselves in those boxes, even though it's limiting for us, or even though it's not helping us line up to that. So the next step is being thankful for that past self because it got us to where we are today and then being okay to let that go. And when you let go of those anchors that are holding you down, it's kind of like you just kind of rise up to the top. If you take an anchor off of a boat that's being pulled down, it's just going to mm -hmm. rise up. So I, I really see it in that aligned way. Um, and the next step is being in the expectant state. So one of the universal laws is the law of assumption. So when we assume a certain outcome, it's more likely to happen. And it's so interesting because there's a lot of science backing this too. Like they'll notice that like with the double slit experiment, they'll notice that when scientists observe um, a certain you know, piece of research or study that they're doing, their expectation can often change the results of the study. Or um, Aubrey, you know, our um, science and research team lead, she found a really cool study that showed what they did was they put um, head headphones on people and they had sounds coming through equally on both sides of the headphones. And then they asked the participant to focus their intention on which side they want the sound to come in. And then they noticed without, uh, they noticed with a like huge degree of certainty that 
the side that they held the intention that they wanted the sound to come through started to come through on that side of the headphones. So it's really interesting. There's so many different studies out there on how our intention or our thoughts or our expectations actually creates the outcome. Um, so step five of my manifestation process is expect it. And so, you know, there's times where we've all said to ourselves, what if I do this? What if I do all this work and it doesn't work out? Or what if I put it out there and people don't like it? Or I only get two likes on my page or whatever. So you're not expecting it. So it's like we take the action, we expect it, we see it as it's already done, even before it's been done. And that's a huge part in the manifestation process. And so sometimes it's working that process and then saying like, oh, it didn't show up. What do I need to, maybe I need to dig in more on my identity or maybe I need to release some more things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just think about it and boom, it shows up. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're asking me also, what are some great things I manifested? One, like a lot of great things. Uh, one that's really coming to mind though is my first office space that I was renting. I used to walk down a street, like I had a nine to five tech job and I used to walk down a specific street so I could look at this office because it was so beautiful. It was like a white little house with black shutters and green vines all up the wall. And there was a black flag on the outside of the old company that rented it. And I used to look at it and be like, how cool would it be if that was Yes Supply's office. And I remember um, there was one day I was at home and I got a download. We were talking about those nudges. I got a download and something said, it's time to go get your office. And I was like, okay. So I went on Kijiji. It's kind of like Craigslist if you don't have that in the States. And I Googled Office Space Toronto and it had been listed like 45 minutes earlier. And I was supposed to go meet an employee that I was potentially hiring. And I was late for my meeting with her because my intuition said, you have to go there. So I literally pulled up without an invitation or an appointment. And I was like, hey, I'm really interested in the office space. And the lady who was at the front desk like gave me a little tour. And I was like, okay, like, what do I have to do? What do I have to sign? <laughs> and um, they were just like, she's like, there was other people, but I really liked your energy. So you can have it. And isn't it so funny? That's how manifestation works. So yeah, I rented that place for a year and it was such a good like energy and space and vibe for everything, for content, for our in-person uh, events, everything like that. And then unfortunately the world shut down and my intuition was saying, okay, it's time to let that place go. And I was like, but I love it. But my intuition was like, no, 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 you gotta let it go. You don't wanna be paying rent for an empty space. So I was like, okay. And then it's so interesting because as soon as I let that place go, then my intuition was like, okay, now you have to get another office space. And I was like, are you freaking mad? So <laughs> then I Googled another place and I found this other beautiful um, space that was in a brand new office uh, building, like I think it was like a year old. And I ended up buying it. So rather than renting and paying someone else's mortgage, I ended up buying it. And it's been a great investment because it's already increased like hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's one. Um, but there's so many, like even this house, it's just like, sometimes I'll just get a download, like go on this page. And then the house that I live in, it had everything that I wanted. And I just found it at the right time. It was listed. And the same day I was like, we have to go because in Toronto, I don't know how it is where you are, but where we are, people buy homes without even an inspection. Like, it's just like, it's on the market. And then 30 minutes later, there's like 35 offers. So we went at nighttime. We could barely even see anything. But something's like, no, this is the house that we're supposed to buy. And we just like, we're like, give it to us pretty much before like anyone else got a chance. Yeah. So it was just like in the moment I like listen and I'm like, I feel like it seems crazy, but I just listen and then it works out. Wow. That yeah. is so interesting. Yeah. Amazing. 
uh, my mind is just going. Um, the first thing I want to touch on is this is kind of a technical question mm-hmm. and maybe I'm overthinking it, but like, as an example, if one of my, one of my, um, manifestations or one of my goals is to have like a 300 K annual income, um, like through coaching. So I've done like so much of like the visualizing it and getting super yes. specific and all of that. But is there a possibility that I could miss that 300 K coming from a different place than coaching you know what I mean yes so that's absolutely true so what I like to do is I like to envision how it could happen in a fun way and then be open to it coming in in other ways so um I'm thinking about a coaching client that I had that we planned her okay she planned to have like a certain amount of one-on-ones and a certain amount of group coaching clients and then she didn't get as many one-on-ones as she wanted but then she got way more group coaching clients and so at first she was like oh why isn't one-on-one and then in hindsight she's like oh because I was meant to actually focus on the group coaching Um, and I have examples like that in my life too of like okay this is how it would be nice of it to go but because Mm -hmm. it's like we do our part and the universe does its part Mm -hmm. it might flow to us in ways that we don't really know and so I think it's so important to just be open to it and be like grateful that the goal or the dream or whatever is going to come to us but it might come in a different way and to be open to it and also sometimes the lesson is not to have an ego about it yeah sometimes we get really stuck on like no no no, it has to come from this group coaching that's about when actually it could come from a digital course that's completely passive right so um I believe that when your identity lines up to like the wealth that you want to attract you're gonna attract it you might get a random check in the mail it might come from another idea whatever it is it it is going to flow to you but it might come in a way that you don't expect and so sometimes we have to just like drop the ego and just like allow the gift right yeah allow the gift that's beautiful um and then also you mentioned like so much of that five-step process is like just embodying that next level you Mm -hmm. um and obviously I know we've talked about how like how to integrate that person into your life and stuff but when you are embodying that person even now like do you ever experience having to like fake it till you make it type of thing or like being like okay this is going to be really bold of me but like this person does that yeah like how do how are you this boss person this boss woman Mm -hmm. and how do your like identity and actions support you in that when you have to boss up Yeah, I can think of times in the past where I've kind of faked it like Toastmasters, like I've just got up shaking. Um, But now it doesn't feel like faking it, I think because of doing the subconscious mind work first. So I do feel like I'm that person. Um, But I think it has to feel fun. So like I remember a couple years ago when we were doing lots of in-person things, although the other day there was a Super Bowl with like what, 70,000 people yeah. there. So I guess we're, we're back now. But anyway, um, before the pandemic, I remember I went to a conference and uh, in the first little session of the conference, I looked around and I was like, wow, like this is such a cool conference. Like the, the speakers on stage and there's all these people around, like there's probably 500 people. I'm like, that would be cool to lead something like that one day. And so what I said to myself is like, I'm going to let myself do an embodiment practice. And so what I did was rather than walking in with the energy of I'm another attendee who's just going to sit down at a little table and take notes, I'm going to walk in in the energy of I'm walking up to go to the front of the stage to lead 
the segment. And it's so interesting because in the first segment, I walked in and no one even noticed me. The second segment, I was like, I had my shoulders back. I was like shredding, my hair was flowing. <laughs> People were standing up and coming out of their seats to me to give me compliments. It's amazing how when you shift your energy, people, how they react to you shifts too. People literally were coming out of their seats, walking up to me like, oh my God, girl, your dress is so beautiful. Like da, da, da. And so like it, but it didn't feel like faking it. It felt like allowing myself to be in that energy of who I am or who I have the potential to be. So I'm sure it's a subtle difference, but I feel like when you're faking it, your your body still feels like kind of in shock a little bit. You know, it feels like you're forcing or you're pushing. Whereas I was like, no, I'm allowing myself to be that speaker that speaks to 500 people at the same time. And I'll like, I'll never forget how people were literally just coming up being like, oh my gosh, you're per, oh my gosh, this is a, and so I must've just been glowing something different in that energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everyone should do that. I think everyone should like, if you're going for a walk with your dog, like go for a walk with your dog, like you're on a reality TV show, if that's, if you want to be a reality star, because like you're putting out and like, again, our science and research team has been looking into a lot on like biophotons. So biophotons are these little light particles that actually resonate from our DNA. And we can't see them with our eyes because our eyes can only see certain amount of the color spectrum, but we can pick up on it intuitively, right? So we're picking up on on each other intuitively and it's making us feel different about how we interact or respond to other people. So that's a huge part of success as being especially a coach because coach is such an energy exchange. That's a huge part of success and energy. And that's why we talk so much about like your self-care practices and rituals and energy in the program because it's not just about asking the questions and doing the tools. Those are important, but it's also who you are because um, there's that energetic coherence, that that electromagnetic field that comes from your brain and your heart. And now we're learning about these biophotons that other people react to. So I remember when I used to be in retail, sometimes someone would come in and be like, I already have 20 dresses, but I feel like I should buy that one. Right. Or even now with Yes Supply, people would be like, I didn't even read the sales page. I just felt like I was supposed to sign up. Right. And so it's like, something I'm not it's not like I'm like okay let me dash on this energy and make people sign up but it's just something about my energy my belief in what I do maybe because of the transformation that I had so I know it works people are like I feel like I need to be in this program I feel like I need to be in this container and so when we do the work and we know like we trust that it works because we're essentially like a product of the product we're not just saying like oh buy my coaching program but we're like I actually change like this hypnosis changed my life this EFT changed my life you're going to resonate this energy and people are just going to be like, I feel like I need to be in your program. I feel like I need you to take my credit card or whatever it is. (laughs) So it really does make a huge difference. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt with Yes Supply. The moment I found you, I knew I was supposed to learn so much from you. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit quickly because I love that you do have, you know, your family and obviously you share a little bit of your family online. Yeah. And obviously it's, that's a priority for you. Um, but I want to ask about like when you're doing so much growth in your business and in yourself, like I'm sure you've grown so much since you got married mm-hmm. um, and yeah, doing all that expansion, how do you communicate that and like share it in your relationship while you're still going through it? And then also like bring your partner along with you. Like, do you have any tips on that? 
I feel that. But then also a lot of my clients are like, I want to do all this inner work, but my husband isn't supportive. And like, personally, my husband's supportive, but how do you, yeah, like bring everyone along for the ride with you when you're so excited about this, but like, yeah, how do you communicate that growth? You, You lead. Yes. Oh my God. That's such a good question because sometimes husbands and boyfriends and whatever can be skeptical. So like, I remember years ago in and like my husband is amazing. He's such a great person, but sometimes it just takes people a little bit of time to kind of get what you're talking about. <laughs> so um, we lived in a loft and I remember when I first started Guest Supply, I heard somewhere from some speaker, you're a reflection of the five people who you spend the most time with. And at the time I didn't know any entrepreneurs. So I was like, I'm just gonna spend my time soaking in entrepreneurs online So it's like I'm spending time and it's going into my subconscious mind and and it really does work, right? Um, Especially if you're maybe saving up to take a course you can't or get that coach or whatever. Listening and just absorbing it really does make a huge difference. Um, And so I remember listening to like Tony Robbins and Georgia be like, um why is his voice like that or whatever like no no shade but you know he was just like kind of like poke poke fun or um he'd see me listening to bob and you know bob has like the when you did like you know his so he'd just like make little comments he didn't get it and so what we can do if we know we're supposed to go on this path of personal development we can either continue to step into our path that we know we're supposed to go or we can kind of crawl back into who we always used to be and what other people kind of expect of us because you know before that i wasn't into personal development i was more of like a fashion person and even though um the people in our life love us they often see us as our old identity and they can't yet see us as our new identity until we step into that identity. So what we, sorry, I have a squeaky chair going on over here. Um, So what we need to make sure to do is remember our vision is our vision for a reason. And other people can't see that vision at the very beginning, but it's so important for us to create that vision. And when we focus, like this is, this is how I see manifestation in a way almost like a hologram like it starts off as just like a little flutter of a picture and the more you concentrate on it the more solid it gets and more of the colors kind of fill in in between the lines and then before you know it it goes from something in your imagination to something physical so I think it's so important for us to keep focusing on our vision of what it is that we want to create and who it is that we want to be and the money that we want to make or the relationships we want to have or the fitness that we want to create and at first when it's just a vision in your mind other people can doubt it because they can't see it but then when it becomes real when you've hit the fitness goal or you've made the 300k or you know you found the friendship or you launched the course or whatever it is when it's physical no one can deny it so it's up to you to just get it to the physical just for you and then what happens is when other people see it, they're going to be like, what are you doing? And you're going to be like, I'm listening to Tony Robbins and Bob Proctor. You should probably, <laughs> you know, what I mean? like you just whatever, you know, that like people, when you start to change, they're going to want to come. So you don't have to pull them along with you. Mm-hmm. You just put your blinders on, you focus on being your best self. And when they start to see the changes, chances are they're going to want to grow with you. And sometimes people don't grow with you. Like, I had some friendships before that I don't have now. And what that does is it makes room for new friendships of, you know, people who relate better. And, you know, you we all live one life. And so it's so important for us to be like, you don't want to be, you know, old, 80 years old in a rocking chair saying, 
oh, I wish I went after that, but I listened to Brittany from high school, right? Wouldn't you much rather say like, sorry, Brittany from high school, but I'm just going to go do my thing. Um, so yeah, sometimes you can't like force anyone or you can never force someone, right? You can't always get everyone to get on board with you, but when you get fully on board, the change is going to be so dramatic that everyone else who's meant to be on that journey will get on board too. Wow. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen, sister. Um, Do you want to end off with, actually, I want to ask about, so you mentioned so many amazing souls, but do you have any like specific mentors that you used um, like personally and any like lasting advice that you would give us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the mentor that I actually invested the most with is Bob Proctor. And unfortunately he passed away a couple of weeks ago. So that's unfortunate, but all their online programs are still there and you can just get, you can get so much from listening to the replays. Like I, I'd be paying like for his like 30K mastermind and then still watching his YouTube videos. So like you can get a lot from the previous recordings. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's a really great place to be. Um, in terms of like books, and like if some if your audience is interested in manifestation, I think Neville Goddard is really amazing. Um, for money, I like the book Happy Pocket Full of Money by David Jacondi. Um, also just investing in the yes supply method because it's amazing. <laughs> it really is good. Like it really is just oh such God. a complete program. Um, and I think that's the thing too, when you believe in what it is that you do, it's like, you can't not talk about it. Right. Um, or yeah, I also too, just investing, like if you can invest, investing in a coach who they reflect something of where it is that you want to be, because I could tell you, you know, I invested with Bob or I took this course or da, 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 but everyone's on a different path. And so I think it's really important to kind of start with that self-awareness of like, what do I want? What's my vision for my life? Um, and then chances are what's going to happen is something's going to drop in. That's going to say, this is the course that you're meant to invest in, or this is the coach that um, you're meant to work with or whatever it is. So yeah, I think just being open to that too. And trusting yeah. yourself. Beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much, Reese. Everything you said, I mean, I'm, I'm going to edit this and listen to it back and then listen to it back like 17,000 more times because you just had so many little droplets of amazing, amazing info. (laughs) So yeah, thank you so much for being here. Of course, I'm going to link to Yes Supply and all those books that you mentioned, but again, I'm so extremely thankful to just like sit in so much gratitude for you. Um, for being who you are and creating programs for us and just sharing your love because we all feel it. And like everyone listening to this, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to hear the feedback because it's, this is life-changing news. Like, oh, thank you. Well, I also want to say to you, you have such a beautiful energy. Like you're meant to be doing this. You have such a great welcoming, warm energy. So I mean, I think why our conversation was so great. I think this is one of my favorite podcasts I ever recorded. Yeah. And I think it's because you have such a great, receptive energy great questions you're real you're present so thank you for having me too of course of course we'll come back anytime okay (laughs) and have a beautiful birth congratulations on your thank you thanks so much
told you guys that this episode was amazing. <laughs> In all seriousness, I hope you had your notebook and pen out or had, we're taking notes on your phone because she shared so much good info on this episode, don't you think? Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to have any other guests on the podcast or if you want to be a guest on the podcast, please let me know. You can always leave me a review or a rating. You can always message me on Instagram, send me a DM. I'm always in there. Or if you want to be a guest, please reach out to Full of Joy Podcast um, at gmail.com. Alrighty. Thank you guys so much for listening. I can't wait for all the rest of the episodes to come in 2022. Hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you next time. Bye.